Listen to God's Word for December 5th. Today's reading includes 2 Corinthians 12 and 13 and Romans 1. May God bless this reading of His Word. Second Corinthians 12 I must go on boasting. Although there is nothing to gain, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who fourteen years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of it, I do not know, but God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or out of it, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. The things he heard were too sacred for words things that man is not permitted to tell. I will boast about such a man, but I will not boast about myself except in my weaknesses. Even if I wanted to boast, I would not be a fool, because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will credit me with more than he sees in me or hears from me, or because of these surpassingly great revelations." So to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest on me. That is why, for the sake of Christ, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I have become a fool, but you drove me to it. In fact, you should have commended me, since I am in no way inferior to those super-apostles, even though I am nothing." The true marks of an apostle, signs, wonders, and miracles, were performed among you with great perseverance. In what way were you inferior to the other churches, except that I was not a burden to you? Forgive me this wrong. See, I am ready to come to you a third time, and I will not be a burden, because I am not seeking your possessions, but you. For children should not have to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. And for the sake of your souls, I will most gladly spend my money and myself. If I love you more, will you love me less? Be that as it may, I was not a burden to you. But crafty as I am, I caught you by trickery. Did I exploit you by any one I sent you? I urged Titus to visit you, and I sent our brother with him. Did Titus exploit you in any way? Did we not walk in the same spirit and follow in the same footsteps? Have you been thinking all along that we were making a defense to you? We speak before God in Christ, and all of this, beloved, is to build you up. For I am afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I wish, and you may not find me as you wish. 
I fear that there may be quarreling, jealousy, rage, rivalry, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. I am afraid that when I come again, my God will humble me before you, and I will be grieved over many who have sinned earlier and have not repented of their acts of impurity, sexual immorality, and debauchery. 2 Corinthians 13 This is the third time I am coming to you. Every matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I already warned you the second time I was with you. So now, in my absence, I warn those who sinned earlier and everyone else. If I return, I will not spare anyone, since you are demanding proof that Christ is speaking through me. He is not weak in dealing with you, but is powerful among you. For he was indeed crucified in weakness, yet he lives by God's power. And though we are weak in him, yet by God's power we will live with him to serve you. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Can't you see for yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless you actually fail the test? And I hope you will realize that we have not failed the test. Now we pray to God that you will not do anything wrong, not that we will appear to have stood the test, but that you will do what is right, even if we appear to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. In fact, we rejoice when we are weak, but you are strong, and our prayer is for your perfection. This is why I write these things while absent, so that when I am present, I will not need to be severe in my use of the authority that the Lord gave me for building you up, not for tearing you down. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for perfect harmony. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints send you greetings. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Romans 1 Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, regarding his son, who was a descendant of David according to the flesh, and who, through the Spirit of holiness, was declared with power to be the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and on behalf of his name, we received grace and apostleship to call all those among the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. And you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, 
because your faith is being proclaimed all over the world. God, whom I serve with my spirit in preaching the gospel of His Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times, asking that now at last, by God's will, I may succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, how often I planned to come to you, but have been prevented from visiting until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Greek. For the gospel reveals the righteousness of God that comes by faith, from start to finish. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. For what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities— His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from His workmanship, so that men are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him. But they became futile in their thinking, and darkened in their foolish hearts. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images of mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over in the desires of their hearts to impurity for the dishonoring of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is forever worthy of praise. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to dishonorable passions. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. Likewise, the men abandoned natural relations with women and burned with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, Since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, He gave them up to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent new forms of evil. They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, merciless. 
Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things are worthy of death, they not only continue to do these things, but also approve of those who practice them. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word. Questions or comments? Email us at info at org.